If you push down really hard, it's one inch. That's what she said. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. I'm here today with my good bud, Miguel. What's up, man? What's up? Uh, The TRT Community is a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash TRT Community. We're patients helping patients in there, basically just a bunch of guys, 30,000 of us bouncing TRT ideas around off of each other and off of doctors. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the show. Check out TestosteronePodcast.com if you're looking for TRT info or if you're looking for a doctor, or you can reach out directly to me, Brandon, at TRTcommunity.com. Also, I want to thank my good friends at NutraSense. They sent us um, a free sample of one of their... uh, constant glucose monitors you ever done one of those miguel i haven't no no well that's the needle that's stabbing into kayla's arm right now and it's tracking her glucose levels 24 7 so they offer a bunch of support they've got a free do you need me type quiz at their website the link will be in the show notes so be sure to check that out today i'm in studio with miguel we're going to be chatting with ken founder of matrix hormones for those of you that are behind the curve matrix is the number one fan favorite clinic in the trt community facebook group What's your treatment status, Mike? Yeah, so uh, I got the results back from the test kit, and my T is low. Low. Yes. Is uh, it lower than it was the first time you checked it? Uh, it's about 50 points higher. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still pretty low. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have been just putting it off, slacking, not really digging too much into it. Um, but I need to, I really felt the effects today. I was, went to the fair today, pretty tired just from walking around, but yeah, uh, definitely need to look more into it. Did you get to take a nap? I didn't get to take a nap. No, but you wanted wanted to to, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You said you banged a monster, uh, what is it? Red Bull on the road? Red Bull. Yeah. Is that helping? It is. Good. I feel better. Do you? I do. You seem sluggish. You seem tired. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I always see like podcast videos of people moving their mic around and Mm -hmm. you can't hear it. I hear it. I don't understand. Are they doing, I wonder if they're taking that out in post-production. Possibly. I'm going to check that out. That Mm -hmm. way when people hear me say that, they're like, I don't hear anything. What's going on? (laughs) Uh, So that constant glucose monitor, I'm terrified of needles. So I did have Kayla do it. And she's getting a lot of support and it's a little too new for me to say what how it's going to benefit her. But um, knowing what foods and what time of day spikes her glucose levels seems like it could be beneficial. And she has this like nurse that follows up with her that messages back and forth that's dedicated to her. Yeah. That gives her a lot of good information about, you know, like, hey, that meal that you had last night at 8 p.m., that was perfect for your body. That's what you need to be doing more of. Or that one that you had for lunch, don't do that. You know, that kind of thing. So it's a lot of good insight. That is awesome. Yeah. You should go take their quiz. You I might wanna, need a glucose yeah. monitor. Yeah. What's up, man? Hey, hey. Look at that sunshine behind you. Oh, yes, yes. The new house, new office, new window. Oh, you've, you've already moved. <laughs> yes, we, we actually um, purchased a house into June, and then we were getting some construction done. But um, everything from construction to cutting down a tree to anything is so hard right now to yeah. get reliable people 
So we're, we're moved in. We're still not fully unpacked, decorated, and there's still things to do. But okay. I'm here enjoying my office window. Nice. <laughs> so well, I'm I'm on today with my buddy Mike. Here, Mike. See if you can pop up there and upside down. Uh, okay, does it say is Mike on the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting across from me. We've just got the one camera. Uh, but we've got uh, we've got some questions from the TRT community for you. Uh, you're in there so much, you've probably seen all these posts already. But um, we want to ask you these questions first. I want to know how are y'all after the hurricane? Did it affect you or Matrix at all? Put us behind some more because yeah. we were we were down for we were only down for a, a day, and then the uh, second day things were a little spotty in and out. But it just put us behind a little more, which. Oh, joy. <laughs> yeah. But no catastrophe, no damage, anything like that. Nothing terrible. No, nothing. Tampa, we, we dodged a bullet. It, it last minute, just like a couple of years ago, Charlie went down south and literally, if you trek down 75 miles, they're devastated. Yeah. Um, Tampa, that, that little hair turn mm-hmm. saved. So well, that's good. Mm-hmm. So let's ask these questions. Um, first, do you do you have you ever seen benefit from a constant glucose monitor? Yes. How how would that benefit one? If I were to wear one, which I can't because I can't have a needle sticking in my arm constantly, but if I were to wear one, what would I get from it? You're going to be able to see where your glucose is throughout the day, but the foods that affected. Um, you'd be surprised how logically thinking you could say well if i eat this or I eat this this is going to be worse for me this is going to be better for me but you're seeing it in real time now and it just allows you we as humans when we can physically see oh this is what it's doing to my body and this is the results i'm going to have uh, we react better to that and you know whether it's the portion size to how often we eat how uh, long we go without eating or the foods we're choosing. So yeah, I'm a big advocate of it. I'm actually going to be uh, trying it soon. I think me and Sean are going to be trying it. I think we're doing the, going to try the Dexcom okay. one. I think we got it on. Yeah. Cool. NutriSense sent us one and I had Kayla do it because I, I don't know. She said, you know, she's not afraid of needles like I am. And she's had it on for almost two weeks. And uh, she said at one point it got a little sore, you know, just from having the needle in there so long, but no issues. And she's enjoying it, I guess. She's got a little nurse that messages back and forth with her. The dietitian thing that supports you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so first question out of the TRT community, this fella says, hi guys, for those that do frequent sub Q, can I keep pinning in the belly or do I need to worry about rotating to other spots? I've heard that pinning in the same area over a long time may cause scarring or lumping, but I'd like to know what you think. Um, if you're using an insulin syringe, um, you know, anything from a 27 gauge up to a 31, most likely you're going to get not get any scarring. Now, hopefully, if he is using the abdomen, he's moving around. He's not just poking in the same spot. <laughs> you can use the whole abdomen at least one inch away from the belly button. Um, the abdomen is not my favorite place or first choice. I do have patients. It works for it, it works great, they love it, no issue. But for most patients, I'd probably say upwards of 80%, um, it's just not a pleasant experience. It could be more painful, lumps, sores, bruising. Sometimes uh, you might not get pain from it or get a visible lump, but you can feel under the skin as a lump and then there's absorption issues. Uh, uh, my preference is the upper outer thigh, the nice side, thick parts of your thigh, just because it's very easy for you to sit down and inject. That's a big area. You have two sides, but you can also do the upper outer buttocks 
and the shoulder. Uh, anybody who suffers from uh, back issues or sciatica type things, I would probably stay from the upper outer buttocks. Even though you're moving far away from that sciatic, that muscle contents a little bit from the liquid or the injection, mm-hmm. and it can irritate. You know how you can tell Ken is a medical practitioner? Yeah. He says things like buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so two two thing two questions I have about that. One, you can go sub Q in the upper outer thigh. You can if it's the way you're built. Of course, if your if your thigh is solid muscle, you can. But that goes back to there is no difference between muscle and sub Q for me. You're going to get the same result. Yeah. Now, I will say there has been more and more studies that show if you inject in the fat sub Q in the fat that there's a 13 to 17% reduction of, uh, hemoglobins and hematocrits. Um, is it totally concrete? No, but there's a lot of evidence showing that. So if you said between the two, for me, they're the same thing, unless somebody is fighting that you might say, okay, well, you know, doing it in the fat. So there is, if even somebody who's pretty lean or muscular, almost all of us, if you're looking at the upper outside part of your thigh, start traveling up to your hip, where your hip connects to your thigh, almost all of us have a pouch of fat right there. You can pinch this pouch of fat. Bodybuilders have a hard time working that. And that's why they know a lot about it because they're really working that area to get rid of it, to get that kind of V cut Mm -hmm. out there. Um, You can just travel up more, but what you don't want to do is get to the actual hip. It's between the hip and where the thigh connects to it. There's usually a pouch of fat. You can squeeze that. And then when you squeeze it, you kind of inject from the side, release it, and you can inject in that fat. Okay. Yeah. Me and Mikey both uh, pinched our Selves, and I think we both are good. Yes. We, we yep. both are good there. Good to go. So I have a tendency when I speak about that stuff. You might have not seen it, but my right hand was like all <laughs> over me here. So. <laughs> but yes, so, I was feeling myself up. People are looking through the window now, going, "What the hell is he doing?" So, you're going to have an OnlyFans account before you know it. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the other thing you said was that whenever you do get the lumps in your abdomen, are are you are you saying that? that's an indication that you're having absorption absorption issues? Yeah, even if it's not a visible on the outside, but when you get the skin and you roll it between your fingers, mm-hmm. if you feel the under there, that's usually because the medication didn't absorb and it crystallizes under the skin. Okay. It could take weeks yeah. to break down. usually means you're losing some. See, I've got a constant, like I can always feel lumps in my abdomen. So I wonder if that's why um, we have trouble getting my levels up. It, it could, um, you know, I, I think with you, that's one thing we really never push to change. You're like, Hey, I always did it this way. I like it. It's fine. Yeah. But, you know, trying that for a, a period, you know, test your levels and then you say, well, Hey, I'm going to do it on the outside of my thigh for this next couple of months and retest, yeah. see what happens. Because if we get your levels up on less testosterone, we can try to avoid some of the acne issues. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've always thought I've got bodybuilder style legs, so sub Q in my quads is not an option. But I didn't know about that little fat pocket there, so I'll try that effective today. Awesome. You want to ask the next one? Yeah. So the next question, does testosterone help with immune system support? Popped a positive COVID test today, and I'm wondering if I will recover quicker now that I'm on testosterone. Yeah, and um, this was very big during COVID. A lot of things came out during COVID that we've preached about for 15 years or more. Uh, Vitamin D was one, and the other one was testosterone. And they found 
people with higher vitamin D, higher testosterone levels. Um, and we've seen this before, but nobody likes to talk about it. We don't fully up under, we don't understand the mechanisms of how something works. You know, vitamin D, we know we've seen it in 2009, we've seen it in 2012 during those pandemics and then COVID, higher vitamin D levels, people typically will uh, not get sick uh, as often from viruses or not as bad from viruses. We do not know why. It, the proof is there. It's very clear. And they finally started announcing it during COVID. Same thing for testosterone. We don't know particularly why. There's good ideas. There's logic to it. But we don't have that hardcore. I'm going to show you this proof. But we can see it. And the people are getting sick because of the, all the cases of COVID. It was clear when you can look, well, this person's testosterone is higher or low. Vitamin D is higher or low. When you combine those two, those two were the ones that were the best. So, yes, uh, uh, testosterone can help with the immune system. I can't fully give you the explanation on it. You know, logically, you can say, well, we're men. We're based on testosterone. If I give you testosterone, you're going to be at your best and your, your system is going to be at the best. So naturally, your immune system would be at its best. Yeah. But you think there's a deeper science behind it? It is. Same thing with vitamin D. I would love to know, and I'd be rich, but I <laughs> know exactly that mechanism that, that happens there where you can like trace it and prove it right down and say, this is why it, it does that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Next question. Uh, Zex Sandez says, stupid question. When on TRT, will we adjust our dose smaller when getting older to be... Okay, so he's basically saying as you get older, do you take less and less testosterone so that you're more closely mimicking the natural age decline of testosterone? So first, I'd like to say no stupid questions, only stupid answers. Um, no. So I say this in almost every day I talk to patients because we've, for lack of better words, we've been brainwashed in a way of when we didn't know as much and then it kind of just it's the way it is. You can say insurance companies, you know, big government, conspiracy, whatever. We're just trained a certain way to do things. I tell everybody, as we age, is it natural for our hormones to drop? Absolutely. Completely natural for our hormones to drop. Is it healthy for us? No. Is it good for us? No. Uh, does it improve our quality of life? No. Uh, does it raise risk factors? Yes. Uh, does it give us side effects and symptoms? Yes. So completely natural to drop over time, but we have the technology to safely treat that. So you do want to keep those numbers in optimal zones. Now, what you have to account for as you get older, if there's other issues coming up, if you're suffering from high blood pressure or things like that, then you got to say, well, I need to look out for that water weight more. I need to look out for those hemoglobins and hematocrits more. You might have to counterbalance my estrogen always ran at 60 and it was fine. I retained a little water, no big deal. Well, you know, now I'm 70, I'm retaining water because of heart disease. Maybe I need to bring my estrogen down a little. So you got you to balance for it. For, for most guys, you can keep that estrogen in, you know, those optimal zones. That's kind of what I figured the answer would be. And I mean, I understand the logic of the question. Um, but if, if that were the point, then me at 30, I should just accept the natural decline, right? Hmm. 36 to 40 is the average age for testosterone to start to drop. So well, just wrap. mine was 30, Ken. <laughs> you were younger, man. I can't help you. I'll just give you all the <laughs> Next question. All right. This one's from Justin Williams. My 10 milliliter vial of testosterone cypionate expires, says to discard after 28 days. 
However, it's supposed to last me 12 plus weeks. Is this the norm? Does it actually expire because or, or become less effective or what? So I'm taking a deep breath to see the proper way to answer this. Um, so if you look on your bottle, you will not find an expiration date. Expiration is the legal terminology to say this product is no longer any good. Well, you, can, you cannot put an expiration on date on something that's not correct. I can't say, well, this expires in 28 days. If, if that is not true, that's a huge legal uh, issue there. But, but <laughs> somewhere along the line over the years, pharmacies, well, how about a best use by date or a disregard date? Okay, to get rid of that product. Where did those come from? Why do certain pharmacies, 30 days, three months, four months, six months, one year, all the same product? Well, money. It costs for the sterility testing. It costs to put the dates on there. That's why you have these different different disregards and best use by dates going across there. They're also meeting certain FDA guidelines. So it's all about the cost of the product for those dates. Um, will testosterone be bad after a month? If it's a, a standard, say, sipinate and grapeseed oil, which has a little bit of the alcohol in it for a multi-use valve, no. Uh, I mean, why, why does that, somebody else make that same bottle and it lasts, it'll be one year or six months? Yeah. So um, you're supposed to follow those dates on there. I have to say that. You're supposed to follow those dates on there. But if, if you logically th- think through this, well, wait a minute, if a pharmacy puts a shorter date and it saves them money, but then I have to throw it away faster, I'm spending more money. Yeah. Who's winning there? They're double dipping. So, mm. Yeah, exactly. So I, like I said, you're supposed to follow those dates on there, but at the same time, logically look around and say, why is that same product somewhere else can last three months, six months, or one year? Uh, and, and that's the reasoning behind it. So the patient has to use their own judgment and discretion, but that's a little bit of a backstory on that. So basically what you're saying is that in order for the pharmacy to put on their discard after one year, they would be spending more in testing for that batch of testosterone. Mm-hmm. There's certain guidelines that you have to follow. Yep. Uh, everything from sterility testing, the FDA to the licensing of it, there's more money involved in doing all of that. I learned a lot about that when talking about HCG um, and the new the new guidelines for HCG and, you know, spending money, just same thing, testing things and that kind of, yep. Well, you know, if you look back, let's just take B12, for instance. doesn't matter if we agree with it, we don't agree with it, with the system. We'll just take that, for example. B12, many years ago, you could find dates on it up to two years, hmm. year and a half, 18 months, one year. Now, it's even hard to get B12. California outlawed it being shipped in. You can get it at a feed store. Yeah. Can you overdose on B12? No. Uh, but uh, so some weird things go on there, but that that's just another example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, David Garcia says, I'm scared to start TRT. I'm 27 and have a prescription waiting on me at the pharmacy. I'm just very afraid of dying from a blood clot or pulmonary embolism. My father died of a pulmonary embolism caused by untreated polycythemia vera. I'm pretty healthy and work out, but I'm scared TRT will will cause a blood clot. So TRT hasn't been proven to do that unless, once again, you're not 
proper, properly balancing things. I get patients all the time that are completely healthy. They come in, you know, with a hemoglobin of 20 and a matocrit of, you know, 58 because the doctor never told them they had to donate blood. Um, so first of all, I would say a 27 year old going to testosterone, did he thoroughly look at all the proper lab work and diagnosis make he needs to make sure he's on testosterone not that his testosterone was low but did we look at the releasing hormones did we look at other things did we take in factor could there be sleep apnea all of these different things you want to look at but then you would say well maybe you just need a jump start maybe you need releasing hormones that can get your levels as being as high on testosterone just to stimulate you or to restart your body so there's a lot of things for, for the first thing i would say for the 27 year old is Make sure you got detailed lab work, you got options, and you looked at all the right things. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is um, there's patients that have history of a lot of different things in their family, or there's even patients who've had past history of themselves having, could be cardiovascular disease and all of these different things. Uh, if testosterone is used correctly and responsibly, it's usually very safe and it reduces risk factors of things, but you got to make sure sometimes in this particular case, if you're fearful of it or you feel genetically you're at a higher risk of thing, um, is trying to do a little above and beyond and making sure your numbers stay where they need to be. Hemoglobin is a matocrit. If you walk in through the door and your hemoglobin was a 15.5 and your hematocrit was a 46, you would want to try to keep it as close as that to, as possible by doing microdosing, the sub-Q injections we talked about, uh, maybe certain types of supplements, donating blood to make sure to keep that number as close as to what your natural levels were when you started. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so JC Farnsworth asks, I was prescribed DECA 25 milligrams twice a week. For those that are on it for joint pain, how long does it take to start working? So can you confirm if it's 25 milligrams twice a week or 0.25 cc twice a week? 0.25 milligrams twice a week. Um, That's what he said, man. Okay. So, <laughs> um, you know, typically with DECA, you want to start at about 100 milligrams. And you can go up as high as 200 milligrams if you need it to. Uh, all the research when you're showing it, when you're looking at it, uh, as far as how effective it is and how it works, it's usually between that dosing and it usually takes about four to six weeks to kick in. Uh, it does stay in your system after you stop taking it also about four to six weeks. Um, but if, if he's only doing 25 milligrams, um, maybe may it'll work for him. But, you know, you're doing a total of 50 milligrams seems a little low, but, you know, who knows? It could definitely work. Uh, I thought maybe he was confusing it between, you know, 0.25 CC or 2.25 ML because a lot of patients do that. Yeah, he might be too. I mean, a lot of guys struggle with dosing in general. You know, you see questions in the TRT community and it's like a picture of a syringe and the guy holding his finger and he's like, how much is this? So I think the math there is possibly wrong. So let, let's, it's not a question that's on your thing today, but let's throw it out to everybody. This is the easy thing that I show everybody. When you're looking at your syringes, your insulin syringes, they're in units. So every little one line is a unit. So if you're at the 10, 20 is 20 units. Um, uh, you know, so basically when you're, you're looking at the syringe, everything is in units. So if I'm prescribing for you 0.25 cc or 0.25 ml, same thing. 
So that confuses patients yeah, too. Yeah. Everybody know right now, a CC and an ML is the same thing. 0.25 CC, what is it on the syringe? Remove the point. If you remove the point, 25, it's 25 units on your syringe. Um, so when you're looking at your syringe, usually syringes will go in increments of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Some of them will go in increments of five. But in this case, if it's 25, you look between the 20 and 30, you'll see the hash mark. 25. So the easiest thing I tell everybody, whenever you're dealing with a CC or ML with a point in front of it, remove the point, And that's how many units it is on that individual syringe. If you're at one CC, one CC is 100 units. It's the whole syringe. Nice, nice little life hack there. Mm-hmm. Javi Torres says, does TRT enlarge the heart? Not unless it's uh, abused. In fact, TRT, and, and here's the thing, we once again, 20 years of preaching and data and patient clinicals, now you got big places like Cleveland Clinic, Mayo Clinic coming out saying not only does testosterone have a negative effect or these bad effects on the heart, but it actually reduces the risk of cardiovascular. Some, some, you get some studies, 14 to 17%, some are, you know, 17 to 20%, but anywhere between 14 to 20% reductions. When you drop below 600 of usable testosterone, we saw the increase of cardiovascular. Now, if you think about that, what's the strongest muscle in your body? My bicep. Nice try. It's your heart. It's your heart. It's the strongest muscle in your body. What does testosterone do? It strengthens muscle. Now, if you were a bodybuilder and you took a bunch of testosterone, because why? You're building big muscles. So if you overdo the testosterone, yes, you can end up with an enlarged heart over time. It's not something that happens overnight. It can happen over time. So if you use it correctly and balanced, uh, it's very safe, uh, and it's actually the reverse. It, it reduces uh, heart disease. Cool. Nice. Uh, Lewis O'Brien Smith says, why does some testosterone cypionate safe for intramuscular use only? Um, because they haven't changed their labels. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, remember, we started old school where we thought you had to use an inch and a half, 18-gauge to inject testosterone and you can do it once a week or once every two weeks. It's the same thing that that's left out there where you're going to find these bottles. That's just the way they print it. They're not really concerned because in the end, the instructions tell you what to do for your inject and your injections. Nice. Do you still come across the old school guys that have a, have a hard time adapting to your recommendation of insulin syringe? Yes. They don't believe it, uh, but I do. And I I don't want to take this away. I do have some patients that use one injection a week with a one inch, say 25 gauge, 23 gauge, 21 gauge. Um, Their levels are fine. They feel fine. And everything's working fine. That leave them alone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's working. So, um, you know, uh, they're some of the lucky ones. Some other guys have changed and things have got better or they felt better. Uh, but yeah, there's some guys who are like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that or change that. The guys who want to change it is because they never kind of doubted it in or it was perfect. And there's other you know, like high estrogen conversion, red blood cell conversion. So they're a little more uh, open to it, but they're very scared. They're going to lose that feeling or lose those gains. Yeah. Um, and that's the hardest part. I'm pulling the trigger. Yeah, you mean from going from one injection to three injections? Yeah, for me, or, or 
going to a small injection, like yeah. a sub Q or microdosing, mm-hmm. going from one, you know, an inch injection in the muscle to doing a sub Q multiple yeah. times a week. The the biggest thing I think it scares them is the the sub Q, the, yeah. the small, uh, or you know, it doesn't have to be sub Q, but just a small needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always been interesting to me. There's a lot of old school guys in the group that just won't they just won't switch and i mean you can do i i have never injected regularly with anything larger than a 27 gauge and i've done im injections in my quad an inch long you know so you can get a 27 gauge one inch needle and you can still do a deep im injection with something that's not going to leave a hole in your skin but they don't want it if you take a half inch syringe and you push down a little bit it's five eighths if you push down really hard it's one inch yeah, that's what she said. Oh, yeah, well, that's what we try to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.